Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, you're boom. pretty good. Boom, boom, boom. Welcome, everybody. Boom, boom, BLT Bets episode 13. We got Liam on the beat. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Boom, boom, then there's a cool drop in there somewhere, but I don't... Boom. There you go. There's there you go. go. BLT Bats episode 13. Bag Milk, Liam, and Zach sitting in for Tyler, who is on vacation. Hello. We're going to talk a little betting. Interestingly, Liam, mm-hmm. after we recorded last week, this yes. podcast, we were looking at some NHL futures. We like, well, no one are. We pulled them up. And immediately, <laughs> immediately after we finished recording, our friends at Points Bet Canada released a whole bunch more things that we could potentially bet on heading into next season. Everything we wanted to talk about on the podcast happened as it ended. So now, yes. get ready for another NHL Futures podcast. Zach, we're getting to it. Love it. Let's do it. What do we got here, Lim? Where do we want to start? All right, let's start. Let's just start where we know. The Pacific Division. So the Edmonton Oilers finished second in the Pacific Division last year behind the Calgary Flames. Mm -hmm. Calgary won, obviously, like I just said. But you know what's interesting, though? What did the Oilers finish with, like, two fewer wins than the Flames? It was... Despite not winning for two months? Yeah, it was a lot closer than it probably should have been. I think Calgary, what, finished with 91? Uh, I'm pulling it up right now. Calgary finished with 50 wins and the Oilers with 49, but the Flames had a bunch of overtime losses. So it went down or so they had 111 points to our 104. Yeah, those uh, those uh, the Bettman points carried him forward. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. back to you, Liam. So the Oilers finished second Oilers behind the Flames in the division. Flames, Flames are going to be terrible next year. Yeah, the awesome. Flames are not going to be number one in the division this year. They are the current champions are plus two ninety to win the division. They're favored to win the division right now. No, the Oilers are a plus two seventy. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So it's okay. Edmonton plus two seventy, Vegas plus two seventy five, Flames plus two ninety, uh, LA plus four twenty five, Canucks plus thousand, Kraken plus seven thousand, Sharks and Ducks plus eight thousand. First question, Sharks and Ducks win in the division at plus 8,000. Absolutely not. No. Oh, you, you got to take it. <laughs> the money's it's like, high. It's like when Kevin from The Office says, when you get plus 10,000 odds on anything, you take them. Exactly. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, didn't he, what was that one? What was the guy called who he bet that on? John Mullen? 
what was his name? Do you remember? I don't remember. Because I'm oh. pretty sure he won an Oscar, which is funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think what it is. I can't remember. Uh, now. I don't remember. Mellencamp or something like that. I can't. John Mellencamp. Yeah, is that who it was? That's who it was. He's like, when you get plus ten thousand dollars, John Mellencamp <laughs> to win an Oscar, you take it. I'm nominated or something, and I'm pretty sure it happened. So congratulations, Kevin. Um, that's like every week when I bet a little something on Nicholas Latifi to win an F1 because he's plus one hundred thousand. You have one of these to. days. It, it's like when I was betting on Mick Schumacher. Yeah. It's now working. The little F1 talk. We'll save that. We'll save that. Yeah. yeah. So back to the back to the Pacific. Okay. So who do we like to kind of go off there, like to win the division? Like so if the Oilers are plus 270, I'm already putting a couple of shekels down there. Yeah, that's a pretty nice number. Well, yeah. I'm surprised at how tight the top is. I'm surprised too, because I, I just don't understand how Vegas is in there in terms of like at least the sports books. Like Vegas didn't get better this offseason. They had to trade away Max Pacioretty for nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for wishes and kisses. Like The Flames are losing Kachuk and Goudreau and they're plus 290. Like they, they should be a lot further away. The one that kind of intrigues me is LA at plus 425. I, I thought that too, because... I, they did they they didn't add much, but they're just Kevin a, Fiala. Kevin, Kevin Fiala, Fiala yeah, that's sorry, a big, Fiala, yeah, that's, that's a big, a big one. one. But other than that, like they're just a young team who's getting better. They were good against the Oilers last year. They're getting Drew Doughty back. Mm-hmm. Sean Walker's going to come back for them. I feel like they were missing one other forward maybe in the playoffs. Maybe I'm slipping my mind. Uh, Victor Arvidsson. Victor Arvidsson. There he you was go. Awesome in the right So season. there's two or three key players that are going to come back and contribute to the lineup massively. Their goaltending will be the biggest question mark, but I also think the two of them will still be good enough, you know, to get a good job done. Like, I personally think it'll be Edmonton and LA competing for the division. Yeah, I think so. If you're betting today, you've got... Edmonton to win LA number two. Is that what you would put them? That's what I would do. And then I I would probably do Vegas. But also, I would consider the Canucks... The Canucks are now what plus one thousand to win the division on Points Bet Canada. But did they really get better this offseason? Like, let's look at the lineup. Thanks to our friends at Daily Faceoff. See, like, I, they didn't really they didn't add to their forward group besides Mikhaev, uh, which is and he's a four and a half million dollar ticket. Kuzmanko. Andre Kuzmenko, but like that's a total toss up, right? The back end they didn't really add anything at all. I mean, it's not terrible. Like Thatcher Demko could carry them. You don't yeah, think they're a playoff team? They could be. I think in I mean, our given, division, they're a massive playoff team. Especially with Calgary what Calgary and Vegas just yeah. falling off a bit, it's yeah. possible for sure. And but the, to win the division, I think that's a long no, shot. No, no, no. I, I don't think to win the division. I just think to finish third in the division. Oh, yeah. To make playoffs? Yeah, to, to make the third? playoffs. So. Oh, yeah. They could be contenders for that for sure. I think once those odds come out at probably 12 or 1 when this podcast ends, um, <laughs> 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 might be something to look into. Just because also there's so many bad teams in this division. Like at the yeah. end of last season, I thought, you know what? Anaheim could probably compete next season for a playoff spot. And now it's not even going to be close. They, Man, they can't even get they, to the goddamn salary <laughs> yeah. floor. Yeah. Like Ryan Strom was that big offseason piece. Like, a nice and he got paid. Yeah. Vetrano, that's a nice little addition too. Yeah, I don't mind that. But they haven't done anything on their back end either. And is John Gibson going? Like that still seems to be in the air. Like he keeps saying no to teams, but it, that seems weird to me. If a team doesn't want you, why would you want to stay? Yeah. You know, I guess the paycheck's pretty nice, but he's still going to get the same. Yeah, one. you get the same like, paycheck no matter what. Yeah, same thing though. They got to stay under. They got to get to the salary floor somehow, and and Gibson's yeah. a pretty nice ticket there. Mm, yeah, the, for me, they. I don't know. I'm not sold on Vetrano. Like he's good, but also he's played with really good players. Yeah, like he was on that first line for New York, wasn't he? With Zibanejad and Kreider. Yep. 
He spent some time up there in the playoffs. Now he's with Strom, who has never been known to carry his own line. No. And Mason McTavish, who's played nine games in the NHL. Yeah. And McTavish is good, but... Yeah. So if you were to bet today, July 21st, on the top three teams in the Pacific, what do you got? What's your order? Zach? Yeah, I'll probably go Edmonton, LA, Vancouver, I think. I'm going to go Edmonton, Vegas, LA. I would go Edmonton. I'll go Edmonton. Edmonton, Vegas, LA as well. We do call it Yegas for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yegas. What's the next division we're going to look at, Liam? Next division, we will stay in the Western Conference where the Central Division has Colorado as the heavy favorites at minus 165. That is a a lot of juice. Minnesota plus 400. St. Louis plus 650. Dallas plus 1300. Nashville plus 1700. Winnipeg plus 2200. Arizona. uh, Wow, that's a massive number. 200, 2000, wow, 25. 20 plus 25,000. <laughs> that's 25,000 in Chicago. <laughs> the same. <laughs> now, when you get those odds, you got to take, gotta them. take them. Uh, I'm looking at this. I think Colorado probably wins it. I'm not going to bet on it, though. I don't like minus 165. It's not sexy enough for me. No, there's, there's no fun in this division at all. The one that's surprising, though, I guess, is the Nashville Predators at being plus 1,700 on Points Bet Canada, just because yeah. I thought. I think they're better than finishing fifth in the odds. I think they're better than Dallas. I agree. Um, I think something to consider for this division, though, is two of these, three of those teams are in the Matthew Kachuk sweepstakes. So if St. Louis gets Matthew Kachuk, can they, they can, can compete with... St. Lu- uh, with Colorado, right? I mean, I thought they played Colorado really well in the yeah, playoffs. I thought so, too. They're one of the only teams that got Colorado that actually beat Colorado in the playoffs. Yeah. If they can get Matt yeah. Kachuk and make the money work, that would be a significant boost. Obviously, we're speculating. And then even... So you put him on that team. They get... Well, who did they lose this summer? Huso? Is that the biggest I think one? that's really about it. They didn't really lose yeah. a lot, I don't think. No, they re-signed Robert Thomas... Mm-hmm. Resigned, um, didn't they resign Jordan Cairo as well? I, I can't, can't remember. remember. Uh, either way, they have a good team. And you put Matthew Kachuk, we're just looking at the lines here. You would imagine Tarasenko probably leaves if Kachuk comes. I would assume, because apparently he still wants that trade, right? Yeah, yeah he's he, never rescinded that request. Yeah, so then you put Matthew Kachuk on the first line with Thomas and Bushnevich, and your second line, Sardo, Riley, and Cairo. It's a pretty good team. My big question mark is the goaltending. Like Bennington, is, he yeah. had a terrible year last year. But was Can back he to himself in the playoffs. Yeah, is that all he is? Is he a playoff goalie? Could be. Yeah. Which right. I just get mean, there. Yeah. Just got to get there. You don't have a backup. You have a guy named Joel Hoffer there. I don't know who the hell that is. I'm not Former, even sure that's a real person. Uh, Portland Winterhawk, I believe. Okay, apparently he is a real Shout person. out to you for knowing that. Yeah. You played <laughs> the World Jesus. It's a very Liam thing to know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's actually good. But he's probably, I don't know if he's NHL good. And in Colorado, uh, who are we looking at here? Minnesota? Like Minnesota at plus 400, like that's not bad at all. Like they were six points back of Colorado for top place in the uh, Central Division last year. So they lost Fiala. What else did they lose? They lost Talbot, although Talbot. they've got Flurry. Did they lose anything else? So they could be in the mix, I guess. I, I don't see them being in yeah. Colorado, personally. I wouldn't bet on them to be Colorado, I guess. I no, I, don't, I wouldn't bet on anybody in that division at all. But, I mean, I think you Minnesota think so. plus 400. 
Minnesota. So Colorado's goaltending is now Gorgiev and Fransuz, who I would say are two unproven goalies. They mm-hmm. lost. They're probably going to lose Kadri, who's mm-hmm. a, what was he, an 80, 90 point guy? Yeah, Whatever like he was. So now your second line sentiment is JT Comfort with Valerie Nachushkin, who's had one good season in the NHL and got paid like he's had 20. Uh, Are <laughs> Terry Lekkonen, I don't know. I don't think like that. Even that third line isn't yeah, maybe. massively strong. They lost Burakovsky too, and he was yeah. a big player for them. And then the blue line is obviously sick, but I don't know. I still think there's a lot of question marks in Colorado to uh, not will they be a good team. Obviously, they're going to be a cup contender, but I don't know if they're minus 165 to plus 400. It's a little surprising. Yeah. Like maybe take that down to even money, but like. Yeah, that's what I would think too. Like they're easily the favorites in any division to win. What was yeah. that? Plus 270, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah, it is. Considering how can, how many good teams are in this division, like there's probably six. Like Winnipeg could be good this year. Probably not though. Fuck you, Winnipeg. Probably not. <laughs> probably not. But what do you think about that? What do you think about that argument, Liam? I think that's a good one. Thank but you. Big <laughs> F you to Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> Although they did hire uh, Brad Lauer today. Did you guys see that? Edmonton, I did not. Edmonton Oil Kings uh, head coach, oh, coach oh. in Winnipeg now. Congratulations. That sounds like content. So ni- nice job, Brad. Yep. Um, Shout out to the Brads out there. I'm. I actually might put a little futures bet on St. Louis here, just anticipating that they get Kachuk. They have a strong team. Tory Krug is coming back. He missed a lot of last season, didn't he? I think so. Like that's a good. I don't know. I feel like plus six fifty for a team that. Yeah, you might be convincing me on this. Yeah. One. Like I, I think that could be something. Like again, like Tarasenko and Kachuk aren't same players, but they put up similar point totals. So if you're going to chase the juice in this division, I think that I would rather do St. Louis over Minnesota. I would too, because I think Minnesota is going to be intriguing in the sense of they don't have Fiala anymore. Do they have the? De- they're relying on younger guys to come through for them because they had to get rid of Parise and Suda. So yeah. I think I think I would go St. Louis. Um, I do think Colorado will probably win the division, but just to chase the juice, St. Louis would be where I put my money. Next up. Next up, we will move out east to, let's go Atlantic. There was quite a busy offseason in the Atlantic. Ottawa and Detroit got significantly better. Montreal had the first overall pick, so there's a bit of hype there. So the favorites are the Toronto Maple Leafs at plus 195. Shocker. Florida plus 235. Tampa Bay at plus 255. The Boston Bruins at plus eight fifty, Ottawa at plus Ottawa at plus twenty five hundred. Same with Detroit, Buffalo at plus six. What are the, what are the numbers again? Six thousand. There you go. And Montreal at plus fifteen thousand. There you go. Yeah, English isn't my first language. Sorry, you only spawned it. But okay. Um, Toronto. I don't, know, I, I don't. I don't know that I like this division either. As a favorites, I, yeah, I might be. I might be tempted to do a little something, something on Tampa because I would never count them out with the the depth of the lineup. Generally speaking, plus Vasilevsky and Net. Toronto, they've got major questions in Net for me. Yeah, I agree. Give me all the Ottawa plus twenty five hundred to win no. the division. There's no way. Not actually. But like they, they're a team that could make some noise. Like sure, they, they really could be disruptive in that division. They could be disruptive. I just don't see them winning it at all. So I, if you're going to bet on this, what would you do? I would go Florida. I think Florida is the new San Jose Sharks. They're just going to tear up the regular season every single year, get to the playoffs, 
and it's an absolute chog fest. Mm, interesting. I, I think they might even be a good president's pick again because they won it last yeah. year, didn't they? Yeah, like I just can see that coming from them over and over and over again. So much firepower to score all these goals, but when you get to the playoffs, they just can't figure it out. Yeah, and I just see Florida being that team and. At plus 235 for a team that won it last year, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I think I can get behind that. I'm, I'm not betting Toronto at plus 195. That feels like some bias towards the Toronto market there. Um, yeah, I think it's between Florida and Tampa. And at plus 235 and plus 255, like I don't mind those numbers at all. Boston at plus 850, not touching that one. They are like they're going to have a really tough first four months. Yeah, because half the blue line's yeah. out. Like, That's why I think Ottawa could be disruptive. They could very well slip into a wild card spot in that Eastern Conference. I mean, you got to be a 100-point-plus team to do it. And, I mean, you look at the way that Ottawa retooled their top six this year. They brought in Debrinkit. They brought in Giroux. They've got a legitimate top nine NHL group there. Their back end is suspect, which is kind of their biggest issue, as is kind of the goaltending. I'm Oh, no, they got Dadbot there. Actually, I like Dadbot Goaltending is probably better than Toronto. Yeah. Is it not? Like Forsberg and... Or at least equal. Solid. Yeah, I would yeah. say... Yeah. I would say at least equal. I'm, I'm, whenever the odds come out on it, I'm betting on Ottawa to be a playoff team this year. I'm going to take a swing on it because I bet you it's going to be pretty juicy odds. I wouldn't be surprised if they're up in that Boston like plus 850 range to just make the playoffs. Well, right now they're not. Well, just based off these odds, I would assume, yeah, they're not even a top four team in their own division. Like the Boston thing with the injuries is something to consider for this division. Like you said, like McAvoy's out till Christmas. Yeah. Was it Mike Riley, the, one of them, and Grislyk were yep. the other two that were out? So there's three of the six defensemen they have to ice every night out of the lineup. They haven't re-signed Patrice Bergeron yet. David Krejci, who knows? And, like, is he going to be the answer anyway? Exactly. Like, you're relying on two guys who are 35-plus. One guy who didn't even play in the league last year. Mm-hmm. Hey, they got Taylor Hall, though. Hey, they do have Taylor Hall. That's a good point. Maybe I should rethink all that. But I mean, even still, Pavel Zaka. Pavel Zaka, I like that. He'll play on the third line once. You just like him because he's got your name in his last name. Kind of, yeah. And it's spelled properly too, Z-A-C-H. You always like to see that. Yeah, happy about that. their back end, it's it's in shambles. Lindholm, McAvoy, Grizzly. I'm pretty sure all three of those guys are injured, right? Lindholm finished the year injured at least. Yeah, he finished the year injured. McAvoy, he's definitely out for a while. Who is their first line sentiment? I don't know who that is. Jack Stadnika. He's like their fourth liner last year. He played in the NHL before? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's played some games for sure, but like... Wow. So is this lineup just the projected one, right? Yeah, this is projected. Thanks to our friends at dailyfaceoff.com. So how... <laughs> how is Charlie McAvoy now projected to be the first line sentiment? But they have Jack whatever his name is and Zach Lang is the second line sentiment. <laughs> Congratulations. Thanks, guys. I'm pretty happy. Charlie McAvoy on the third line with Trent Frederick and Craig Smith. (laughs) Craig Smith is such a generic name. Those aren't real people. (laughs) (laughs) Could go find a million Craig Smiths in the phone book. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I don't know. That Boston team's just going to be a tire fire. I'm staying away from them. So, uh, Zach kind of answered this question already, I suppose, but... We don't have the odds for this, but I'm just curious. So, like I said off the top, like the Atlantic was a very busy division. Yep. Buffalo didn't do a ton, but... They're also Buffalo. Yeah. They were much better at the end of last season, I found, after they traded Eichel. Yeah, getting the Eichel stink off them. Um, 
Montreal. I don't think Montreal has got really better at all this year. Like, I think Kirby Dock has a lot of question marks around him still. Plus, he's only 21. Just a... Um, Dadnov, like, yeah, he's fine, but I just don't think that team is as good as they're being made out to be. Uh, if Carey Price comes back, then I think you have to have them in the conversation, but who knows? They're just cool. they're just so weak on the back end. They have nothing there. Michael Matheson and David Savard are their top pairing. Who's going to play the power like, play for them? Off, Weidman? Chris Weidman. Wow. Well, actually, no, that's not true. It'll be Tyson Perry, but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> so... I don't think Montreal has a chance, just no. to narrow this down. So out of Ottawa, Detroit, and Buffalo, which one of those teams do you see sneaking into a wildcard spot? You can obviously pick two of them if you if you want. I mean, I think Detroit's done a pretty good job this offseason too. Um, you know, they brought in Vili Huso in net. Um, who else do they bring in here as I pull? Uh, Andrew Kopp, yeah. David Perron, Dominic Kubelik up front. They've really revamped their entire uh, roster. Ben Sherat, Mata. Like, they're not elite, elite, elite. But no, they're but they're good, good. NHL players, which is what this Billy team has Huso, missed. Nijelkovic, too. Like, that's, that's actually a pretty good roster. Yeah. Like, all things considering. I didn't realize, I mean, I knew, but I kind of forgot about the Kopp and Perron signings. That really rounds out that top six. And Sherat, did they overpay? Yes, absolutely. But, you know, they kind of wanted to become a harder NHL team, yeah. right? They wanted to be harder to play against. And Sherratt's going to do that. Olimata, he's a question mark. Simon Edvinson, I'm pretty sure he's a rookie they drafted uh, a few fourth, years ago. I believe he was a fourth or sixth overall pick. They could sneak is... in. They could sneak in for sure. But I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm, I'm going to be big on the Ottawa train this year, I think. I think something to consider for Detroit, too, is Tyler Bertuzzi is going to be able to play in Canada this year. So they're not going to miss arguably a top three player on the team for like, what do you miss? Like 20 games last season because of that? Yeah. Like, I don't know how much of a factor that's going to make, but it's going to, it's going to benefit them. Yeah. It won't hurt him. It won't hurt sure, him. Right? Yeah. It hurt him more last season when he wasn't playing. Also consider this Liam, uh -oh. the 20th anniversary of eight mile in 2022. So just putting that out there. Yeah. That, there you go. Be a Great movie. Yeah. Great. So that could be a boost. You never know. Yeah. Maybe they'll have Eminem at every game. You never know where you draw inspiration from. I think mm. that's what's important here. Maybe that'll be big for my Detroit Lions too. Yeah. That what we do need that boost. Yep. Big time. Yep, Actually, so. just a little fun thing that I'm going to talk about. So the zone got rid of all the Premier League rights for soccer. So that's why me and my dad mostly had it. And obviously NFL. Does it hurt you to call it soccer? Uh, it does feel weird sometimes, but I'm, I'm bilingual. <laughs> I appreciate that. Go ahead. <laughs> so, so we were going to cancel it. And then we both realized that both our football teams suck because he's going to eat cheers for Seattle and I cheer for Detroit. And they're just never on the TV. So we mm. have to pay that much money just to watch our teams lose 18 games a season. But either way, 17. Whatever. That's why I always love at the beginning of the NFL season when red zone's on free preview. Yes. Oh, that is nice. Love that. Seven that hours nice. of commercial free football starts now. Yeah. And it just shows you the best parts too. Like yeah. love that I love that. Anyway, Tyler Bertuzzi, how many games did he miss? Like? I can't uh, <laughs> I'm not very good at math, but he played in 68 games. So he so missed 14. Do the whole reverse number so thing 14? on that. I don't know. Something yeah, like that. that sounds right. Minus 10, 72, minus four. Carry the one. Carry the one. Yeah. Plus six, minus eight. Add that in. Square the 68 times Add by in pi. two. 68. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think that makes sense. 14. 
Yeah. Yeah. But uh, he's 30 goals, 32 assists, 62 points. That's he's good. good. Yeah, he's good. He's, he's like good. quite. Do you remember when he was at the All Star game a few years ago? And he's like, I don't deserve to be here. It's like, why am I here? <laughs> uh, um, last so, division, Liam. Sorry. We're picking Detroit to be the sneak team. That would be my sneak team over Ottawa. Mine's Ottawa. Well, again, based on 8 Miles' uh, 20th anniversary, I would go with Detroit as well. Okay. Respect. Yeah. Sounds good. So to round this out. They've got one shot. <laughs> Do not one miss opportunity. it. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> She's everything you want to be. Anybody called Stan on Detroit? Yeah. Would you capture? Yeah. Or just let it slip? Am I going to have to beatbox again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, okay, so quickly, who do we see as making the playoffs in Atlantic? And sorry, who were our picks to win the Atlantic too? Did we say? I said Florida. I, yeah, I'd say I'm Tampa. On, I'm on Florida. Okay, sounds good. So let's move on to the Metropolitan Division, which is another division which will be very competitive, I think, again. I agree. Uh, Carolina, the favorites, plus 185. Pittsburgh, 310. New York Rangers at plus 325. New York Islanders at plus 650. Washington Capitals plus 850. New Jersey Devils plus 4,000. Philadelphia plus 5,000. And the Columbus Johnny Gaudreau Blue Jackets plus 5,000 to finish last in the division. The Johnny Ohio's. The Johnny Ohio's. What the? F- like, I still don't understand that move. It's hilarious. I just can't stop. I just. I've been relentless to my buddies in Calgary and I will not stop for a very long time. I've dealt with so much shit from them over the years. Just having grown up and lived in Calgary pretty much my entire life. I just, I will not stop. Mm-hmm. But anyways, back to the odds, Carolina plus one eighty five. I mean, you can't go wrong. They yeah, brought in like max, max patcher ready for mm-hmm. free for God's sake. Yep. Like they're deep. They are a good team. Very well coached. Brett Burns and Jacob Slavin on the back end. Mm-hmm. That might be one of the best pairings in the entire NHL this year. I don't know how you can bet on any team to win that division outside of Carolina. Yeah. Carolina is my pick too. If I had to pick an outside chance though, I would probably go with the Rangers. Yeah, the Shesterkin, man. Like, Shesterkin like, there. Also, uh, importantly, it's the 28th anniversary of Ghostbusters 1, which took place in New York. I think that's man, important. look at you with your movie anniversaries. <laughs> Shit. Well, as we were looking up bets, <laughs> we were just looking up anniversaries of movies. <laughs> yes, I was. Yes, I was. Uh, Rangers, they didn't really do much. They swapped out Ryan Strom for Vincent Trocek. No additions on their back end. Of course, they got Shesterkin in net. Yaroslav Halak to back him up. I would expect Shesterkin to play 70 games this year. I wouldn't be surprised by that. I wouldn't be surprised if he played 82. To be you know, honest. <laughs> you look at the way that guys like Lafreniere and Capo Caco really blew up in the playoffs for them. I mean, they had great playoff runs. And I think we're finally starting to see Lafreniere kind of find his NHL legs here. Um, you know, former first overall pick. He was a highly touted prospect. He's kind of sucked up till this point. Um, I think the Rangers at plus 325, there's pretty good value there, honestly. Is there a team in that? that top five range, let's say. So we'll say Carolina, Pittsburgh, Rangers, Islanders, Washington. Is there a team that that you 100% will not put anything on? New York Islanders. Yeah, I don't think I would bet on the Islanders either. No, I would I would bet on the Capitals. They would probably be the fourth team out of that group I would bet on. I'm, always an, I'm an OV guy. I think they have a good team. They've got a lot of talent. They're an older group, and obviously if Backstrom isn't going to play, and it looks like he isn't going to yeah, play. Yeah, that hurts. But they still have a lot of a lot of good players. Like they improved in goal with Darcy Kemper, by not tampering. And um, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. um, I'm gonna go with the Rangers, but I also don't mind the Penguins 
to to win the division. I just have a weird feeling. A bit of not a revenge tour is a wrong word because they didn't do anything to earn any revenge. Well, the reality though, I think that you're getting at maybe is that if they had Tristan Jari in the playoffs, they probably beat the Rangers. If they have Crosby. Yeah, yeah, Crosby was out him. too. Like they, they missed a lot of guys in the playoffs. They also got that Ty Smith kid from the Devils. I like that. that he was a fifth overall pick. Like I think he has a ton of upside. Yeah. Jeff Petrie there as well. Like they're like I said, they're an older group, but I think they kind of give me like old New Jersey Devil vibes in yeah. a way. Like <laughs> the early two thousands teams. Yeah, like where they just like we don't give a shit what anybody thinks about us. We're just going to run it back until it, the wheels fall off basically, which is what they've done because the wheels will fall off because they're all 50. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't mind them at plus three ten. I am surprised that they're so high up the board because I thought that well, the Rangers were so close to winning the division last season. I mean, it makes sense to me, honestly, because you bring back Gino, you bring back Latang. On the back end, you got three new bodies, Jeff Petrie, Ty mm. Smith, and Jan Ruda. Jan Ruda is, might be one of the sneakiest signings He's the a good player. Yeah, it's a sneaky good pick. He, he played top pairing minutes with Tampa last year, and he was very good doing so. Yeah. And he, right now, DFO's got him projected on the third line. I mean, that's that's some pretty good stuff right there, honestly. I, I, I can see it, but really, there's no difference between... Pittsburgh and, and the Rangers, 310 to 325. They're they're pretty similar, right? Uh, one thing with the the Penguins, I guess, now is because they signed Kasperi Kapanen, they do have to move out of contract, which I yeah. believe will be Con O'Connor. Is it O'Connor? Yeah. Or can you scroll down to the defense? I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, I think it was Marcus Peterson. Peterson. Peterson? Um, I don't know. Mr. P. Um, it'll be one of those two, but I mean, like, you lose one of those guys, you add in a lesser contract. Like, I don't think it's a massive deal for them. So I would go Pittsburgh. I can't believe the Islanders are so high. Like, have they made a sign in this off season? I don't. I I couldn't tell you. I can't think of one. I actually don't think they have. I I couldn't tell you a single thing. They've been in on a lot of guys, but what they're going to do though, is like two days before training camp, there's going to be like 27 signings and they're going to sign like some veteran guys for like league minimum. Cause that's just how they do it. I have no idea, but they'll find them. Maybe Chris Russell will go there, the Cowboy. Oh, that would actually make a ton of sense. Put out my tribute video. I still think the Cowboy comes back here. Romanov. Romanov, that's right. That was was the one move they did. Who, when that trade happened, was in Russia and couldn't leave. Yeah. Really? I'm sure Eric Engels tweeted something along those lines. So... We'll see about that. And that's a guy who's had question marks a lot. Like, apparently, Islanders fans were not happy about that pick. They would have rather just drafted a player. Yeah. All get Kirby Doc for themselves, one of the two. Um, So, yeah, I think my pick is the Penguins. Um, Columbus at plus 5,000. Obviously, they're not going to win the division. But I think that's a bit disrespectful for the roster they have. They have some good talent. They've got to sign... Patrick Line, this uh, what's it? Roslovsky, Jack Roslovic. Yeah, um, they, <laughs> <laughs> he's <Roslovsky? good. laughs> uh, Cole Sillinger is a good player. <laughs> Gaudreau, obviously. Their second um, line was good this year. Burke, Bjorkstrand. Oh, this is why I don't watch Columbus. I cannot say any of the players' names. Sorry, I got you. All name squad. Um, actually, didn't Luke Beldell Blues go to them? Of course. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I think they're good. I yep. think they'll be okay. I didn't. I think if they made the playoffs, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Like, Mitch Lurkins is a good goalie, too. They have, like, set six or seven good players. I, I just... That's I can't see division. them beating 
Unless they find a wild card spot, maybe. I just can't see them beating teams ahead of them at all in their the division. The East is so deep. You have to be a 100-point team to make the playoffs. And that's not an easy thing to so do. So who really. do you think are the guaranteed playoff teams in the East? Toronto. Carolina. New York Rangers. Yeah. Uh, Tampa. Tampa. Pittsburgh. Yeah, I would put Pittsburgh in there. And then... I think the rest of it's a bit of a So there could be three up for grabs there. Yeah, Yeah. because Boston's injured. Washington, without Baxter, we don't really know what they'll look like. I think they'll probably will. So maybe we'll say they are too. So there's six. Islanders have done nothing. And then the rest of them are all just wild cards. I think there's two spots. Columbus needs a 20-point jump to make the playoffs. That's pretty significant in the toughest division in the league. They need a 20-point jump. Okay, let's just say they need a 10-point jump and you say Washington and Boston lose 10 points each. It's possible, yeah. Like, yeah. I think it's a good way to balance it out a little bit. Like, if they didn't get better, the Islanders. No. Buffalo, Detroit, they have to now jump Columbus. Like, Columbus added and got better, where the other teams, like, they added one player and got better. And then the other teams have to have like four or five players to get better. One thing that I'm interested in with Columbus this year is what does Johnny Gaudreau look like in Columbus relative to what he was last year? He doesn't, he's not on the same line. No. You know what I mean? That was one of the best lines in hockey that he was on last year outside of the playoffs. Three 100 point players. So what does he look like playing alongside Ross Levick and Patrick Liney? That's a good line, mm-hmm. but like, is it as good as Lindholm Kachuk? I don't know. I don't think it is. No, I don't think so either. But I, I think you could argue that Line is probably the best pure goal scorer he's played with, right? Probably. Well, yeah. when he's on his game. When he's on his game, yeah. Like, so if you get Line like that, like Line could legitimately score fifty goals this year with Goudreau. With Goudreau, yeah, he could sure. Very possible. And Last then, year he had. 26 and 56. Like Goudreau's strength has always been in the fact that he's a really good setup man. Right? Like I just, that could be a big top line. Is Patrick Line going to be there though? He needs a contract. Yeah, it's so. not going to be cheap. I think he'll do the Q. I think he'll play on his QO, seven and a half million. Problem is there is that they can re-sign him until January 1st. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. could mm-hmm. get a little scary there, but I think it makes a ton of sense for him to play on that, to be honest. But if you get to January 1st and you're Patrick Lennon, you're like, man, I have 25 goals already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why like, wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to sign? Yeah, it makes a ton of sense. Eight-year ticket. Yep. Unless he gets flipped for Matthew Kachuk, and then oh. Kachuk and Gaudreau are together with CBJ. That could be big. Mm-hmm. Or maybe uh, Austin Matthews wants to move closer to home, so he goes to Columbus. Okay, so let's move on to the awards. Da-da-da-da. Tyler mentioned this a few weeks ago. I can't remember exactly what he said, but he thought... I believe McDavid would be around a plus 100 and like to 200, somewhere in that range. Do you remember? Ben yeah, Milk? something like it's that. Something like that. To win the heart. So Connor McDavid is coming in at plus 300 to win the heart. Hammer it. Austin Matthews is second, the current holder of it, at plus 550. Connor's not losing two in a row. Leon Dreisaitl plus 800. Nathan McKinnon at plus 900. And Miko Rantanen. At uh, plus 1,800. Okay, well, I will not be betting on Miko Rantanen. You also got Kale McCarr plus 1,200 mixed in there. See, I would way rather do McCarr than Miko Rantanen. Oh, yeah, McCarr's, for some reason, McCarr's yeah, got, way down this list. Yeah, they got it all jankied up here. But McCarr mm. plus 1,200, I am probably going to be putting a pretty good chunk of change on that one. 
Like he had an incredible year last year. Mm-hmm. The way he broke out in the playoffs, like the voters are not going to forget how good he was in the playoffs. Um, and he's obviously a tremendous player. There's going to be a lot more attention this year on a guy or on a team like Colorado having won the cup last year. Um, I think Kale McCarr plus 1200 is the best value spot on this board. I think these three guys who I would look at to win McDavid and Matthews and McCaw. Anybody yeah. else I honestly wouldn't even consider. I can see that. Because yeah. so you can put Drysdale and McDavid in the same category if you want. Like if they both play and they both put up 100 points, McDavid's winning. Yeah. If McDavid doesn't play, Drysdale, I think quickly becomes a heavy favorite. Well, I think we know both of them will hit 100 points. Yeah. I don't think that's out of the question. And at McDavid's right? going to get the favor of it every time. Yeah. Matthews is probably going to score 50 this year. He's just going to be in the conversation. But then outside of that, like, McKinnon's never been a heart finalist. I'm 90% sure of that. He's never won. so either. Uh, Miko Rantanen, like, I don't even know why he's on the, the list. Heck? Uh, Kapanen, uh, Kaprizov, sorry, um, could get up there just because you lose Fiala. There's a storyline of, like, you lose Fiala. The team's a lot weaker, but you still put up 100 points. Yep. But again, like, isn't that just what Huberdeau and Gaudreau did last year and neither of them were finalists? Yeah, like, the way I look at it, Connor, what did he finish last year in the voting? Second. Second. I don't think it happens again. No. no. I don't think he looks at... I, I wouldn't say he takes it personally, but it, he's so competitive of a person, I probably would guess he takes it personally. I, I I'm not betting against him. I, I'm with you. I don't even think he needs to take it personally i just think he's good enough to put up 130 points if he wanted to where and he's proved consistently they can just do that where matthews is obviously an elite elite player and one of the best goal scorers ever sure but he's gonna have to probably score 60 again yeah. to beat mcdavid yeah. and like at some point i also wouldn't be surprised if connor gets a little bit more selfish and he himself puts up 50 uh, he's gonna do it eventually he had what's his high 41 or something like uh, that uh I, I thought it was 44, but 41 seems right. I don't remember. What 44 this year. Yeah. Okay. He's put up 41 twice. So he's 44 is his career high. He's a, he's a, he's one weekend heater away from putting up 50. If McDavid had put up 128, which I believe was the record, right? Do you think he would have won the heart? Or do you think Matthews is 60 goals is more impressive? I think the, I think the, the 60 goals, goals is just tough. like, it's a I, tough beat. He I was so filling the net. I, I couldn't believe how many people were pissed off that McDavid didn't win the heart. I thought it was an absolute lock that Matthews was winning. Yeah. Nobody and was more upset than Jay because he bet heavily against everybody other everybody. than Matthews. I Yeah, like Matthews is going to have to score 60 again. But again, on this list, is there anybody outside of those three that nope. you think has a chance? Like, yeah, there's one other name. Uh, is it Miko Rantanen? <laughs> Igor Shesterkin a plus two thousand. You think he, so? He was a finalist. He was a top three guy. His game fell off a little bit down the stretch last year. But let's talk realistically. If like when we were talking about the Rangers earlier, mm-hmm. if Shesterkin plays seventy games this year, yeah, that's a huge number for a goaltender to play. That is, say big. he wins forty five games, right? That's mm-hmm. that's a really impressive number. Um, on the length and ling- longevity of it alone, I think he has a legitimate case. He was a top three finalist this year. Like there was, there was a lot of talk about um, him winning the heart this year. I think he's a guy that could do it. Maybe. I I think he's would probably be in my five, but I think it's more difficult for him to be considered because he would have to do something yep. 
that crazy again. Like yeah. when I put money on him for the Vezina, no question. But the heart is just, it's a tougher one for plus, a goalie. Plus 350. Shostak is the favorite. Should we move on to the Vezina? Yeah. Uh, as Zach just said, Vezina is Shosturkin plus 350, Vasileski plus 400, Soros plus 800, and Sorokin plus 1,000. Our boy Jack Campbell plus 3,000 for what it's worth. Hey, a little sprinkle? See, not, not, won't, won't uh, mind it. I, uh, to me, like my first thoughts looking at this for the first time, I would do a dabble on Shosturkin, Vasilevsky, and Soros. The numbers are really good on all three of them. Yeah. They're really nice. It's juicy. Plus 350 for Shosturk and 400 for Vasilevsky and 800 for Saros. What about... What about... Where do you go? What if Carey Price plays in Montreal make the playoffs? He is plus 3,300. I know that's a massive long shot, but it, he's... He's also Carey Price. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's a really good number. Uh, the other one I noted was Thatcher Demko at plus 2,000. If Vancouver get dragged to the playoffs, because wasn't he yeah. pretty close to being the finest last he had a year? Really and good year. Didn't even yeah. make the playoffs. Yeah, they he had barely a really sniffed. I think those are my my long shot. Long long shot is Price, and my other long shot would be Demko. I, I refuse to bet on Demko as a direct shot against David Quadrelli. That's fair yeah, enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I'm out on Demko too now. Yep. I'm in on Campbell though. Plus three thousand. Why not? I mean, a couple of nickels. You're playing. You're playing in front of a really good team. You empty your jeans out a little bit. See what happens. Ottinger plus eighteen hundred. I just don't That's, think Dallas is that good. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's a. But I know it's, it's the, I know it's the Vesna and I know right. it's Ottinger, but I think he's also going to need help from the team around him, and I just don't know that Dallas is going to provide it. Yeah, probably. That's fair. Did they? What did they even do this summer? They owner called out Ben and Sagan again. That was nice of it. They're going to lose. Uh, what's his pickle Clay there on the back Klingberg. end? Yep. What's his pickle? Replaced him with Colin Miller. <laughs> got Mason Marchman on the third line. That'll be an interesting one to follow. That, that's honestly. a good one. It's interesting that they got Marchman because Carolina was in on him. They reports were Carolina had signed him. Yeah. Uh, so if Carolina signed Marchman, they don't get price. But I wonder if it was the case of they had Marchman right there and then they turned down Marchman because they knew Pacioretty. Oh, that's a price. Pacioretty yeah. was going to come through. Yeah, it so could be. I wonder if that was the way it kind of went. Uh, let's have a look at one more trophy. Well, we'll do the rocket really quickly. Matthews is plus 300. Drysidel, 550. Ovechkin, plus 1,200. McDavid, plus 1,400. Yeah, we put an outside little dabble on Ovi. One guy I like is Jason Robertson. Yeah, yeah, he's good. 2,000? Yeah, he's good. Didn't he have 40 goals last year? Yep, something like that. You know, it's kind of... He did it on a Dallas team that was one line. He was on that line, but... I think that's a good little spot. There's a couple of guys here, like even Kyle Connor, 2,200. Like those Man. guys score a lot of goals. McDavid at plus 1,200 is. Yeah, that's good value. Like he, like if he goes on a shooter and shoots, or if he goes on a shooter, if he goes on a heater and shoots like 18 or 20% next year, which is totally possible. Like that's enough to get you 55, 60 goals. Like that's mm-hmm. enough to win the trophy. And all it takes is one outlier season. I mean, look at look at Drysaddle in his fifty goal season the other year. I mean, Drysaddle's a little bit of a unicorn because he's one of the few players. Like he's got a career shooting average of seventeen point six percent. That's astronomical. Twenty eighteen nineteen when Drysaddle won the, uh, um, huh? no, he hasn't won the Rocket Richard. His Hart Trophy season, though, he had 110 points. Yeah, he, he shot 19.1%. His, his 50-goal season, he shot 21%. McDavid shoots 
that's a that's a, a Rocket Richard caliber season, which is possible. He's talented enough to do it. Yeah, definitely. Okay, last award, Norris. Obviously, Kale McCall's the favorite. Yeah, was one seventy five. Yeah, Yossi six hundred, Hedman seven fifty, McAvoy plus fifteen hundred. He's not even going to play half the season. Uh, Adam Fox plus a thousand. Yeah, I think that's a uh, Kale McCarr award for the foreseeable future. Do we need to go deep into this one? Like Yossi's no. going to push him, but Hedman will push. Long shot, Moritz Sider plus two thousand. That'd yeah. be my long shot. He was great like last that. year as a I rookie. Like that right? Will he win it? No. But I mean, plus 2,000, that's a pretty good number for a guy who was one of the best players in the entire league last year. Didn't he win I the Calder? I don't mind that at all. I don't mind that. Yeah, yeah you did he win did the Calder. There was a, I remember on the rundown, or maybe it was a live show, they spoke about like side of potentially winning the Norris this season. Yeah, he was that fucking good yeah. this year. So something to consider for him. Uh, we were definitely over time. Absolutely. Uh, I look at that and it says 43 and we usually do about 30. So we'll quickly do F1. Yeah. And then we'll save the rest for next week. So you have to come back. Have to. That's what we call a teaser, a cliffhanger. Yes. In yeah. Industry. A yes. little teaser. Um, so the French Grand Prix is this weekend. We didn't have a race last weekend, but the week before was the Austrian Grand Prix, which is the home is Red Bull. People were not happy with the orange flares, apparently, in the stands, and now there's a conversation about banning them because nobody can see the race. Well, I thought that was interesting because right when the race started, all those flares went off, and also that smoke cleared across yeah. the track, and the cars are whipping through it. Yes. And at those speeds, I can't imagine that the old insurance lawyers were very happy about it. And only a week before, we saw, uh, oh, what's his name? Zoo? Is that how you say his yeah. name? Yeah. Go crashing into An literally the fans crash. yeah. with no smoke. Yep. So we're lucky that didn't happen again. Um, Max Verstappen is the favorite. Is that shocking? No. Nope. Uh, let me pull up the odds. For some reason, I don't have them up right here. I got a bunch wrote down. I've got some qualifying head to heads that I want to throw at your way, also, Liam. Okay, I got the odds up here quickly. All right, go for it. Um. So what the heck? Maybe I don't. Okay, there we go. Oh, you do your odds. You All right. So, odds. how about this? A little qualifying odds, a head-to-head amongst teammates. I always like these ones. And this is just qualifying, sorry. This is just qualifying. Okay. We're looking at right now. Um, if you're looking at Max Verstappen, the odds versus Sergio Perez, not very fun. He's minus six sixty-seven. But if you think Checo can beat Verstappen, it's three seventy-five in qualifying. I think he's done that once this season. Our boy Daniel Ricardo nice. versus Lando Norris, plus 300 to beat Lando Norris. Well, that ain't happening. Doesn't seem like it will. No. How about, uh, can I interest you in a Nicholas Latifi oh. beating Alex Albon, plus 375? Maybe. Albon's been quiet. Like, Latifi's obviously not good, but Albon has <laughs> not been doing anything recently. Here's an interesting one for you. Okay. We're talking qualifying head-to-head amongst teammates here. Mick Schumacher... Plus one forty to be Kevin Magnuson. I would, I would take. I Rogers. have already bet on that. Yes, that was one I would do. That's yeah, mixed back to back races of making it to Q three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, w- I like that. If you're a fan of Team Ferrari, Carlos Sainz has actually been doing quite well. Yeah, of he, love late. He was unlucky last week or two weeks. Ago. He was. He's plus five hundred to beat Charles Leclerc in qualifying. Interesting. I guess Leclerc is Mister Saturday. He is Mr. Saturday. Which is not the name you want when you're trying no, to go for no, a no, championship. No, no, no. Although he did win the last race, I suppose. Yeah. 
It's only like a bit of a cold streak though. Yeah. Ferrari as a whole is just- Well, the DNFs, you just like- Yeah, you know? yeah. So of those, and if you're looking at Mercedes, it's even Hamilton versus Russell is minus 118 on each side. So there's no fun there. So to me- Who would it, you take though? Hamilton's kind of picking it up again. I, he's one of my bets for the thing, for, okay. which we'll get into, but I would go Hamilton on that. But sorry, go ahead. The odds aren't very sexy to me. No, no. I just want to do it. Um, of, of these, the head-to-heads that I read to you, I think Mick Schumacher over Kevin Magnuson. I've already put a couple of dollars down on that. I yeah, think that one's a decent bet. That's the one I would do. You know what? Just to get it juicy, I might even mix the, him and Hamilton. I don't hate that. Yeah. I don't so, hate that at all. Just to get that moving a little bit. George has got? been struggling a little bit. I yeah, suppose. George has been struggling. Uh, so I finally got the odds up here for the winners. Verstappen plus 110, Leclerc Let's plus 1370, Hamilton plus 850. What a massive gap. Yeah, it is. Uh, do you find that, so this is my first season of F1 mm-hmm. as a fan. Do you find it at all annoying that it's really two or three teams that have a chance to win and then there's everybody else? Um, I think you've got to look at it in the sense of like, there's just multiple things teams are trying to accomplish. Yes. Like, I think that's just the kind of the way I've put it in my mind is, yes, Alpine isn't going to win this race, isn't going to win a championship or anything. However, they're winning the mid mid pack or whatever they call it midfield yeah over like alpha tori and even mclaren isn't doing great they're doing a little bit better recently i suppose but yeah it's a little weird but i like how out of the three teams all six races are very competitive yes that's like true if any of those six won a race i would not be shocked yeah so that's kind of i don't think it's as bad as it's being made out to be i think it's actually a lot better than it usually is where it's just like Hamilton racing away and that's kind of it because that's what it was for like seven straight years or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. that's what I would say on that uh, so what do you got for some odds of what are you looking at like Verstappen I, I mean plus money for Verstappen to win it's yeah it's, I, I have a hard time betting against it me too me too and he won the last one he won last year in 2021 he won the race and then the last race i mean two weeks ago he finished it with a fucking piece of car in his car so like <laughs> that was it was an alpha tory and i made a nice little joke of that's why he was so slow he was driving an alpha tory <laughs> <laughs> what else are you looking at uh hamilton on the podium plus 110 Ooh. three straight podiums he's finished third in all three france he's done pretty well so he finished second in 2021 there wasn't one in 2020 because of covid but in 2020 2018, 2018 and 2019, he won. So he has a good history. The car's obviously not what it was, but it's getting better, clearly improving. Yeah, they're figuring it out. I even think the week before he three straight podiums, he was fourth. So I think that's a good bet. Uh, car's getting better. And I looked at the two French races. Go on. Ocon and Pierre Gasly. Yeah. So Ocon to finish in the top six is plus 185. I think out of all the midfield races, Ocon is probably the best right now. Just based off factoring in the car and the racer, I think he's probably ahead of everybody. Gasly's caused a little hijinks recently. A little what? A little hijinks. Uh, yes. A couple of uh, questionable maneuvers. Yes, so especially one that tried to hit the hole that wasn't there. Yep. Yeah, that was big for him. Yep. Uh, Can't do that. It's the only reason we knew he was in the race. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not a great idea either. So yeah, I have Ocon plus 165. He's finished in the top six two of us three races. So I like that one in his home Grand Prix. They usually try and step up a little bit and perform. 
Um, and then Pierre Gasly, I have plus 160. So in his two previous races in France, finished seventh in 2021 and 10th in 2019. Now, he's struggled a lot recently. Mm-hmm. Like, he finished fifth at the Belgian Grand Prix, I think it was. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and then hasn't done anything of relevance since, and I think it's four, three or four races in a row. So I would hit the Ocon one over the Gasly, but I don't mind the Gasly. And then I got to go back to my boy, Mick Schumacher. Go ahead, what do you got? Top 10 plus 105. There's not a ton of juice, but back-to-back races, he's feeling it. He's calling out his own teammate for being faster than him. Fuck yeah. So maybe you can uh, put in a little Mick Schumacher qualifying and parlay it with his top 10 finish. The only other bet I have before qualifying or anything is set so far, and the the odds aren't great on it. I would call this my easy money bet, Mm -hmm. is... Greatest all-time teammate, Volteri Botas. Ah, yes. Minus 143 to finish top 10. He's so, been quiet. I yeah. haven't heard him a lot recently, actually. Yeah. Um, but he always Botas. just, he seems to kind of just slip into the top 10. Consistently. Consistently. Yeah. Like, well, last week he was 11th. Yeah, but like, he's pretty consistent all year long. 7th in Canada. 11th again. Like, he's right around. He's right there. there. So, so that's kind of my, like, yeah. easy money, lower odd. And what, what did you say that was, sir? Minus 143. Yeah, I like that. You can find a little dabble. something if you want to. Sure. But yeah, sure. so to round it out, your pick, you'd go with Verstappen to win the whole thing. Initially, I mean, it's such a boring bet. Yeah. But like, I have a hard time betting against him. When the guy finishes the race, for the most part, he wins. Yeah, pretty much. I think there's only been three races this year where he hasn't done that. And the Red Bull car is just performing really well for them. Yeah. So... I have a hard time betting against him. I like that. I think Max is a good one. Um, just to go on an outside one, I don't hate hitting Perez or even Sites. They've both won this year. Yep. And I think those odds are plus 1,400 for Perez to win, plus 20, uh, 2,000. That's not a sentence. 2,000 to, for Sites to win. Signs a plus 300 in my book for top three also. I don't mind. Yeah. Really? Plus 300. Yeah. Hmm. Cause he just takes one of those top two to fall out. And then all of a sudden he's right there. He's right there. Yeah. Ferrari's like, if they can finish the race, they've got a fast car. Yeah. They probably, it's the, if they can finish the race part the is the problem. Question, yeah. Which was what Red Bull's issue was at the start of the year, funnily enough. And yeah. now they figured it out. So that's why I just don't see Ferrari really is a contender i think like i think red bull's locked everything up already to be honest like i think max verstappen's a champion and i think red bull is winning the constructors just because mercedes is so inconsistent with how the speed of the car is they're really good at finishing races but they're just not quick enough consistently ferrari just want to push the car so so much that it's screws them like their engine just overheats every well i do enjoy when their engines overheat and they have to settle it down because then you get the radio play-by-play and the two drivers are just like this fucking car (laughs) sucks i hate this car i always like it whether like i have no grip and i just drive him perfectly around these corners if you ever drove in edmonton when it just snowed i'll I'll show you something with no grip yeah (laughs) so okay so i know nothing about f1 so i'm totally lost in all this but i have a question for you guys go ahead okay liam you mentioned that sains guy Plus Carlos. T- Carlos, yeah, plus two thousand to win outright. For him to have a podium finish is plus two hundred. 
Is there any value on that? Like, what do you guys think about that? I would, yeah. There I could be. Him. Yeah. yeah, like, he's only ever won one career race. Okay. And, and that just happened. <laughs> yeah, and he probably shouldn't have. And that just happened a few weeks ago. Yeah. So for him to finish podium, completely reasonable bet to me, especially at plus money, to win is the longer shot because you got Max Verstappen just wins everything. And if it's not him, it's probably Charles Leclerc. As, or as Zach types, I am emptying phone. my account on Carlos to finish on the podium. Oh, there. Well, there you go. is that part of your BLT sandwich for this week? That's right. That's you put a BLT sandwich Zed. together. Uh, yeah. Is that what you. is that want to be your leg of the sandwich? That's that's my leg Carlos, of the sandwich, baby. Carlos Sainz. We're going to have to really <laughs> fuck, man. We really got to manifest this this podium <laughs> by Carlos Sainz. Now all I'm picturing is him being out on the opening lap or something because <laughs> the fucking car blew up. We have to wait till Sunday for it. Yeah. Uh, go on. I'll keep it. I'll keep it F1. I'll keep an F1 parlay here. Yeah, I'll, I'll do F1 too. Um, I'll do the I'll do the Mick. I'll qualify in. Magnuson. Okay. K Mag. Okay. Um, we'll just keep this one a little tighter, I guess. I will add in Lewis Hamilton to finish top three. Double podium. All right. There you go. Well, that'll put a wrap on that sandwich and this podcast. It's a riskier sandwich, too. There's only so many spots on the podium, Zach. It's, I don't know. There's only three. Yep. Yeah. I'm just swinging. I know I do nothing about F1. You should watch the show. You really should. should. I really should. It is awesome. Like it I, really is. I, it's, I don't know. I didn't even like F1. I didn't all. either. Well, my girl, for me to go from not knowing a fucking lick, like where you are now to watching all four seasons, I basically mm. crushed a season a week for four weeks. And then I jumped yeah. into watching the races. My girlfriend's best friend just got into it because of her boyfriend. Yeah. So she's kind of working on my girlfriend to watch the show. And it's you guys are working show. on me to watch the show. There so I go. think I might just have to succumb to the pressure and become a fan of another sport. You should almost do it here and then just record it. Yeah. Like a live viewing, and we'll get Tyler to watch too. Yeah. How don't you be? Uh, speaking of Tyler, I reached out to him before the podcast started to see if he'd been doing any bets on his, on, uh, while he's been away. So far, one bet has been placed. Could not tell the origin of our waitress's accent, so I bet my girlfriend's family, and I lost. I thought she was Romanian. Turns out, South African. What? <laughs> not really close at all. <laughs> they sound nothing. Nothing alike. That'd be like, Liam, you sound very Portuguese to me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, if he was like, oh, I thought she was, uh, thought she was Russian. Oh, she was Russian or something like that. Sure. South African, Tyler. We're going to have to work on that. Yeah, Screw actually. To survive. We're putting you through the accents quiz. Yeah, actually South African, but Tyler thought she was Romanian, so. A little bit off. A little bit off. It's a tough one. That Never is mind. a tough one. Uh, and there you go. BLT bets. Episode, what are we at? 13? In the books. It's a long one. Tyler's not here. So no rules. We do whatever the fuck we want. Hell yeah. That's right. Ka-ching. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.